You've worked hard for what you have, your money, your assets, your 401k and home. Isn't it all worth protecting? Nearly one in four consumers have been a victim of identity theft. LifeLock Ultimate Plus helps protect your finances with up to $3 million in reimbursement. LifeLock alerts you to identity threats you might miss. And if your identity is stolen, your dedicated U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. Let LifeLock help protect what you've worked so hard for. Save 25% off your first year on LifeLock Ultimate Plus at LifeLock.com slash aware. Terms apply. Black woman. Beautiful. Powerful. Resilient female of African descent with skin kissed by the sun. Conversation. A talk, especially an informal one, between two or more people in which news and ideas are exchanged. We love being black women. Black women are ambitious. Black women are confident. Black women are diligent. We are tenacious. We walk out of our houses put together. We are many shades and personalities of fabulous. But we as black women don't talk about our dilemmas, current events, and what's going on every day that affects us. So... We created this podcast as a way to laugh together, cry together, and have an open conversation about life as black women. Oh, that's deep. Black Women Conversations. Hey, Nicole. Hey, Janine. How's your week been? It's been good. Um, it's been busy. I have worked all week and um, seen a lot of complicated patients. And then at the end of the week, we had the wine party. And that was an interesting party, if I will say myself. It really what was. Yeah, it was. I mean, listen, there's a lot of people that are very close-minded in terms of things in the bedroom. So, of course, with our wine and pleasure party, it was... And no, it wasn't any kinky stuff. It was something that raised money for for an actual organization before y'all start thinking like, what are they trying to do? It was a wine fundraiser um, that we had with um, a consultant from Bedroom Candy for uh, to raise money for uh, the sister song incorporated. So we had that and we realized that people are very close minded when it came to sexual health and uh, relationships and very judgmental. <laughs> If I say so myself, they were judgy. Yeah, I'm not here for the judgment, but these people are into some kinky things and I'm not judging. I'm, I want to know where everyone is getting all this energy from, because I'd like to think that I have a very healthy sexual appetite, but I don't know that I have the energy for some of the things that I was like, oh, and I mean, I'm a little jealous. Just saying. Well, I don't know if I'm jealous, but I do think it's interesting. And it, to me, it lets people know that one, there's somebody for everybody. And then two, whatever's in your bedroom is in your bedroom. It's not for me to judge. So if you want to have like two other adults in your bedroom, keyword adults, because I'm not condoning you having sex with underage minors. Um, as long as you and your mate are on the same page, that's really all that matters. Nothing else that anybody else says counts. Okay. So if y'all touch and agree, if Y'all are not in an abusive relationship. If you enjoy the things that your mate suggests and, and your mate is open to your suggestions as well. So it's a self-pleasuring or a, how can I say this, mutually pleasuring relationship, then that's more power to you. I'm here for it. I don't really want to know what other people do in their bedroom, but you know, I'm always here for the new and exciting. So like finding new things is always like 
a thing to me. So I like it. It was fun. Yeah, we found some, we found some new things yesterday because people were <laughs> drinking over wine. <laughs> and you know what they say, drunk men don't tell no lies. So people were a little tipsy and people were saying whatever was on their mind, whatever was on, people were uninhibited in their, in, in answering the questions that were thrown out. That's all I'm going to say. Absolutely. And I'm here for people being uninhibited, but just remember that when you're uninhibited, let's be friendly as well. Let's be friendly and non-judgmental. Mm-hmm. Okay, so Nicole, I have to ask you this. This is very random. I know. Have you seen Cute into the Storm? No, but I'm sure you'll tell me all about it. <laughs> okay, so I know. I'm so excited. I mean, not excited because it's not really that exciting. No, but... you're excited. You are excited. <laughs> so Cue into the Storm is a documentary on HBO about... QAnon. So this QAnon conspiracy theory, it's kind of difficult to wrap your mind around, but this documentary kind of like unravels it, how it all began, how anonymous it is, who's kind of behind it or who are the players in this this what seems to be online game that has now turned into a mass conspiracy theory. Like this is the the conspiracy theory that brought about the Pizzagate if you remember. But it kind of like unravels all of this and explains it all to you. It really showed me how easy it is to brainwash and manipulate people's thought process. It just was, I was kind of disappointed in people. Listen, people will disappoint you every time, right? So uh, it shouldn't be disappointing. It just, it is what it is. And if people can have a whole insurrection at the Capitol, then they can be brainwashed by Trump, who says a whole bunch of stuff. Then anybody can be brainwashed, except for me and our listeners. But (laughs) Just saying, it shouldn't be disappointing. And that's why this whole age of social media is like really telling. Like people are hurting and harming themselves because they feel like they're not meeting the caliber or the standard of what's portrayed on social media. Because you have all these like content producers and influencers that make you think, oh, life is fantastic when people are nickel and diving it out here. Do not believe the hype. People rent stuff. People borrow stuff. People put on a real good show for social media. A real good one. You hear me? This particular documentary, it kind of goes into trying to figure out who Q is. So no one knows who this person is. The only thing that they know is what this person posts on message boards and what other people say about this person. So we have no, no concept so far in the documentary. I don't know if further on in the documentary, it'll tell us who it is, but we don't know who this is. So it's really mysterious. And as they like take twists and turns in the story, it takes us to other countries. Like it's very, very strange. People are out here making millions off of this. Millions. Like people are out here making millions talking about this whole like QAnon thing and following Q and all. It's crazy, Nicole. Like I, when I was watching it, I literally could not stop watching it because I, you know, it's like watching a train wreck, right? Like you don't want to watch it, but you have to watch it because it's just that like, you know, suspenseful. You're like, you know what's going to happen, but you just want to see it. That's how this is. So you should watch it. That's how I was watching the whole Trump presidency. I couldn't turn off MSNBC and CNN. I'm just, I'm just saying, but you know what that reminds me of as you describe QAnon one, the fact they call him Q. I'm like, Oh, it must be a black man named Q. That's one. (laughs) Number two, it sounds like Bridgerton, right? And mm. what's the lady's name that does like all oh, of the week? Lady Whistledown. I yeah, think. that sounds like that. Like this whole secret society, like, but we influence everything and people are going to act or react based on what we're saying that week. Oh, yeah, that's a good point. But Lady Whistledown was like high society, right? 
These people are a little bit like, I don't want to call anybody not high society, but these people are a little like underbelly of society. Just yeah, saying. but you remember, she was not like all the rave. She was high society because she was talking about who's who. Mm-hmm. But remember, people that were of lower society were trying to become and went into higher society as well. They wanted to be in the know. Yeah, that makes just sense. Saying. Yeah, I'm just, ugh. you just have to watch it. But you also have to watch, have you watched it yet, Genius? Aretha Franklin, did you no, watch it? Oh, I have not watched it yet. Now, now, Nicole. I will. I will. I'll watch it. You have to watch it. And you know what? I think that we should discuss it on the show because there were so many places in that movie that I felt like, you know what? This is something that happens in our community, meaning the black community that we don't talk about. Let's talk about it. And specifically some places that, you know, it kind of delves into some things that go on in the church that kind of tap danced on my soul that I felt like we should talk about. So I feel like I need you to watch that so we can talk about that, Nicole. Listen, we I will watch it. I will watch it this week. We will talk about it next week because it's I can tell you are you want to talk about this and I can tell it's pulling at you. It is. And I don't want to give anybody a spoiler if they haven't seen it, but it's about Aretha Franklin's life. So you can look up what it is that we're talking about. But it's just something about this particular documentary that I was like, oh, wow. It's like a really good book about someone. This particular documentary is like a really good, well-written biography. Just going to say it. I'm going to get me a cup of tea and I'm going to find it and I'm going to watch it. All right, Janine, what's on your timeline? Okay, so I know that we recently talked about cheating. We did. But there was no way that we could overlook this because it has taken over your timeline, my timeline, I'm sure all of our listeners' timeline. And here we go with the story of Derek Jackson. So Derek Jackson is a self-proclaimed relationship guru that has over a million followers. He's an author, a husband, a father. And ironically, back in 2012, and he became popular for a blog that he used to write that basically was about what caused him or the improprieties that caused him to lose his college sweetheart, which is now his wife, by the way. So since then, he has been sharing relationship advice online, often in videos, sharing tips for how men should treat women and how they should conduct themselves in a relationship. So, you know, most of the time we get these car videos from him. He has some like relationship cards and several books. So he basically has immersed himself in the relationship guru world. Well, apparently the old demons back from 2012 that, you know, Derek was dealing with have resurfaced and they creeped up on him and he was exposed again for cheating. So initially when the allegations surfaced, Derek denied them all. He basically said that there was a blogger that was on a smear campaign for him and that none of the allegations were true. Then... About a week later, he sat down with his wife in this super uncomfortable video admitting that he cheated. Nicole, do you remember this video where he was like holding onto her hand and speaking about himself in third person as she just kind of sat there numb and empty? Yeah, it it seemed like she was against her will. (laughs) She was being forced to sit down. I was squeezing her hand so hard. I was like, oh, baby. Right. Like blink twice if you need help. Right. 
he proceeded to like give us this like pseudo apology and following this super awkward video the couple went on to IG live and that's when his wife Danea first spoke out to my knowledge and she basically said that she supported him she said that there was nothing that was out there that she did not already know about and she even said that she agreed with the people who said that there was no justification for his actions and then she went on to say that she had actually left Derek she left Derek and now you know that we're finding out about it is when she decided to come back but she decided to come back she said because she noticed that there was a shift in his mentality that had not happened before so she kind of gave us a little glimpse into what their relationship was like before because she said that Derek had done this multiple times before but before when she would ask him to cut off the people that she had caught him cheating with he refused to do that and had some sort of excuse as to why he still needed to maintain ties with them but now she said there was a shift in his mentality so she decided to come back so This is only the beginning of this entire debacle, right? And I'm going to call it a debacle because it's just become a social media mess at this point. So Danea said that they've now moved on to a new chapter of their marriage and that their marriage will now be guided by their faith. So following this exchange with the couple on social media, I kind of feel bad because social media just ripped them to shreds. They ripped him to shreds and called him all kinds of names and dirty dog and this and the third. But they also ripped her to shreds, which I kind of thought was unfair because she's the victim in the initial situation. So why victimize her twice? Basically, people you know, criticized her for staying, said that she seemed like she was being brainwashed or manipulated. They even started criticizing the way that she looked. Now, Nicole, I'm going to be very honest with you. If my husband was cheating on me and I'm going to sit next to him in a video expressing to the world how sorry my husband was and how I'm going to stand by him, I'm going to be standing by him looking like a dime. Now, I'm not saying that she was not pretty, but what I'm saying is she could have dolled it up for us a little bit more, right? But let me tell you. I would have been dressed to the gods. I would have. We would have been done. Lashes done. Makeup professionally done. I would have been dressed down and she just that bonnet that bonnet though i I mean why though Mm -hmm. like even if you didn't want to get dressed up why have the head wrap on why or the bonnet or some people like oh maybe it's just a hat no Mm -hmm. i don't care you need to actually do your hair pull yourself together put your big girl draws on and if you want to stand by your man that's fine but don't sit there and look like you are broken and she definitely looked broken Yeah, you're absolutely right. She looked crazy, but she addressed the criticism. And basically she said that she's not here to save her husband. She's not here to save Derek. She said that only God can save Derek. And then she addressed those that criticized her appearance, Nicole. She said that basically she didn't come here to play dress up with y'all. She said she came in her battle suit covered in the blood of Jesus. And she said that while we see a bonnet, She sees the helmet of salvation. And while we saw an army green shirt, she saw the breastplate of righteousness. She said that she proclaimed the victory over sin. And while she's over here fighting this spiritual warfare, guess what her husband's doing, Nicole? Just guess. He cheating. But my thing is this. The Lord does not want you to look busted. We dress up to go to church every Sunday. God don't want you in there with a bonnet on. Who says what the armor of God has to look like? You don't have to wear your army fatigue to be in the army of God. 
Girl, pull yourself together. So as you said, she's over here fighting, fighting the spiritual warfare and her husband is back at it again. Here's where it all got real sticky. His mistress went on Unwind with Tasha K, telling her side of the story. The mistress pretty much just laid it all online. The mistress said that they were together and it was her understanding that they were separated, meaning Derek was separated from his wife. She didn't find out the truth until she was pregnant with Derek's child. And she said that she was not able to access any of the videos that he posted. So these relationship videos that he was sharing with the world, she wasn't able to access those videos, which I find that kind of ironic because why would you be shielding your videos and basically who you are and what your livelihood is from the person that you are telling that you want to share your life with? But I digress. So she wasn't able to see any of these videos, but this girl pulled tapes. She showed pictures because someone sent this lady the videos that Derek had been posting. And when she saw the videos, she recognized something in the background. You know what that was, Nicole? It was her house. So this man was outside of his mistress's house making videos, telling men how they should treat women while he's out here cheating on his wife. That's not even it. This lady produces messages that Derek sent her from another phone after she blocked him and in the messages he asked did you block me and then he goes on to say let me explain he continues along with this lie about how some blogger has a smear campaign out against him and basically he's out here blaming all of his downfalls on everybody except Derek Jackson so the mistress released text messages, right? And in the text message, she says this. So he asks, like, did you block me? Then he says, like, hey, can I come by and talk to you? And this is what she says back to him. Derek, you lied about everything when you called me last night. You said that if any bloggers contacted me, say that I don't know and block them. I asked you, what was this about? And you said it was over an interview, nothing more. Well, two women claim that they've had an affair with you and I didn't know anything about it until this. And then you called and now you're doing videos with your wife, the chick that you said that you didn't even want to marry. And I haven't seen her in months, etc. And then she says, and don't ever contact me again. To that, you would think he would go away, right, Nicole? No, she said, he then says, please allow me to explain. And she says, no, thank you. He then says, unblock my number. And then he goes into full out crazy mode and says, I'm on my way to your office now. If this is what you want, let's sit down and talk about it. I'm not leaving until you talk to me. Now, Nicole, he went full out crazy. And this is not his wife that he's texting. Let's keep in mind that the person that he's doing all this begging for is not the first mistress that we've seen, not the second mistress that we've seen, but the third mistress that we've seen in this same scandal. My thing is uh, the other two are past, like old, right? No, no, no. They're recent. They're recent. There have been past past, but these two that just came out before that started this scandal were in the last year, meaning 2020. Yeah, but they're not with him now, is what I'm saying. To our knowledge. This one, you're right, to our knowledge. This one is the obviously current one. The question I have is she didn't, she got pregnant. Where the love child at? I don't think she went through with the pregnancy because she did say that she told him that she didn't want kids. Yeah, but that don't mean that she don't have a love child somewhere. I'm telling you, in a couple months, they're going to be like a little bitty Derek love child. <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised. Mm-mm, not one bit. It, I wouldn't be I wouldn't surprised, be surprised if there was one now. 
Nope, I wouldn't be either. Especially with uh, all the people that are coming out. You know, there's probably more. That's just me. So let me tell you this. Let me go back. Let's remember that he's cheated before they got married. In 2012, that's how he became famous, talking about his infidelity and how he was overcoming that to be what his wife needed, right? Now he's back at it again. Let me tell you something. Nicole, in my mind, if if the term once a cheater, always a cheater were a person, it would be Derek Jackson. Oh, yeah. Well, my thing is, it's sort of like shame on you because you knew. Like, shame on the wife because you knew when you married him that he was a cheat. Now, you had a couple kids by him by that time, but so I get you. But shame on you for staying with somebody that constantly cheats. Now, I understand that once you get married, it's a little bit different. You're trying to work your marriage out and you are trying not to get a divorce. and You're going through counseling. I understand that. But a man is only going to treat you how you allow yourself to be treated. So if you, you're like, oh, in the past, I've demanded that he get, uh, he cut ties with the relationships and he always had an excuse. What? What excuse can you have about continuing to be in a relationship with the mistress? Why, why do you have to maintain communication? That would have been it for me. Like you cannot, there is no excuse you can make. And you're telling me, that in the past, he's done this several times. And in the past, he hasn't agreed to cut ties until now. Mm, shame on you, girl. You allowed him to cheat on you. And then as for the mistress, you can't get big man. You dumb. Because how are you? You know what he does for a living. But how do you not have access to what he does for a living? Hmm? And none of your friends know about him. They don't follow him. Because let me tell my sister who I'm who I'm dating. She's going to go and follow them as well. My family's going to want to know who they are. So you mean to tell me nobody had access to this blog that he's doing, this vid- these videos that he's doing? I don't believe it unless he's a straight up secret. And then why would you be in a relationship with a man that doesn't want you out in the open? Why? You knew he was married. You're talking about, oh, well, you said you hadn't seen him in months. Okay, wait a minute. Wait a minute. The timing is off for me. Because he said he hadn't seen his wife in months, which means that he had seen you and his wife in the same time period, even if you went back a couple of months. Mm -hmm. So you knew he was married and you still slept with him. You still have relations with him. But he said he told her that they were separated. Separation and divorce are different. I agree. You had to prove to me that you separated. You prove it. Amen. And we've talked about that before. The truth of the matter is, though. We keep on talking about Denea and this mistress. Derek Jackson is trash. Let's let's be honest. And it's not because he has this like insatiable sexual appetite. It's because he's not being honest with these people. The truth of the matter is he needs to be honest with his wife and say, I am going to continue to sleep with other people. And if his wife is not okay with that, allow her to make that decision rather than continuing to cheat here, there and everywhere. Tell her this is what I plan to do because you clearly don't plan on changing right on the heels of your like third person apology right on the heels of that. You turn around and the girl is producing text messages from literally the same day about your exchange with her. So are you really sorry or are you sorry that you got caught? I mean, I know the answer to the question, but it's like, my dude, why are you out here? Why not just be an advocate for an open relationship or an advocate for poly relationships? Because that would make more sense than you continuing to drag these these young ladies through all of this drama unnecessarily. 
He out there bad. He is out there bad. But they're out there bad too. I mean, you, they all look crazy. I mean, you've all gotten manipulated by this man. It's time for you to have some values. And it's time for you to say what you can put up with and what you're not. So you can't yell, woe is me, if you've been cheated on like five, six times. I'm sorry, boo, you can't. Mm-hmm. Like you decided to be in a relationship with somebody you know will cheat. If somebody keeps on doing the same thing over and over again, why are you expecting a different result? You shouldn't. You He's going to cheat again. This is not new. I don't feel sorry for you. You knew what it was. I mean, you knew what it was. And the mistress, I don't feel sorry for you either. You knew he was married. Just saying. Not even a little bit, Nicole? No, not even a little bit. You knew, like, you the mistress. You knew this man was married. You knew he wasn't sleeping at your house every night. What did you think he was sleeping? Have you met his kids? You knew he was going to go see his kids eventually. What did you think he was going to see his kids and not see his wife? Come on now, sis. You ain't that dumb. You just didn't want to believe that he was still with his wife. You knew you were the other chick. That's why you didn't investigate why you weren't seeing his videos. Well, that's true. Come on. Like, you're not following him on social media on anything? Really? Mm-mm. That meant you were a kept pocket. You were kept in the pocket. Mm-hmm. But here's the thing, though, Nicole. I think that we can't focus on the women in this situation because they did not put themselves in this situation. Yes, while the mistress might have put herself in the situation a little bit because she knew that he was married. He still was married. They were just separated, as he told her. Derek put everybody in this situation. If he had just been honest, maybe they don't mind being teammates. Maybe they don't mind. Clearly, the wife doesn't mind Obviously so much. They mind. No, nope. clearly, mind the wife doesn't mind the so money much. Up. Once you decide to mess the money up, you mind. You mind. And my thing is, I can focus on two things at the same time. Like, there, that is a thing. Mm-hmm. I can focus on two things at the same time. He's a dog and he's a liar and he's a manipulator. They are wrong. They made their bed. They need to lay in their own beds. Mm -hmm. She went in the marriage knowing that she was with somebody that cheated on her numerous times, even before she had children by him. She had children by him and then still married him as well. This mistress knew he was married and knew he had cheated on his wife because she was with him. I don't feel sorry for any party. Really? what I said. I feel sorry for the wife. I think because I can sympathize with her, but... I don't know. I sympathize with her because it's hard to have kids and be a single mom. I I feel for her. I think that she probably is somebody that has low self-esteem. That's why she's been allowed to stay in this marriage for so long. I feel very sorry for her. I do sympathize with her. But I cannot say that she is just like an unknowing victim and all of a sudden out of the blue is like, oh, my God, I never knew my husband would cheat on me. No, you're telling us that he cheated on you before Mm -hmm. and he's cheated on you numerous times and he refused to cut ties before in the past. I don't feel sorry for you, sis. Yeah, you're right. You definitely teach people how to treat you. And the truth of the matter is decades of allowing somebody to cheat on you will give them permission to continue to cheat on you. Absolutely. I think it's a bad situation. I feel sorry for the children. That's that's who that's who the victims are, the children. Mm -hmm. I feel sorry for them because they are uh, playing victim to this disaster of a relationship. But here's my question. My question is, because his brand depends so much on this, why on God's green earth wouldn't he just play this a little bit smarter? Like, clearly, you know that your wife is going to is going to come and say, you know, she's done it before. So you would make the assumption that she will come and save you this time. Right. Or she let me not use the word save because she said she can't you know, she can't save him. But you know that your wife is going to stick by your side. So why not be honest with the other women? 
Because the truth of the matter is, if he had been honest and said, the reason why I'm able to speak on these relationship situations is because this is something that I struggle with. I think that he wouldn't have had all of this backlash. Honesty is the best policy. Just say, this is something I struggle with. And as I work through it, I'm helping you all work through it too. Some people have an issue with telling the truth, girl. And if, especially if you're trying to portray like, hey, I've, uh, you know, I've overcome this. You can't say you overcome when you haven't. So if you're selling the dream of, hey, men, you can be faithful and this is how you can improve your relationships and get your girl back. You can't say that if that's not what you're doing. He'd have to change his brand and he probably will change his brand. If he has a great PR person, they'll, he'll change his brand real quick and probably bounce back from this. Yeah, this this bounce back game is going to be a little difficult, but you know what? It will be. Let me tell you something. Honesty is always the best policy because guess what? People are mad for a while, but you, they can't say you didn't tell them. They can't say that. So if, if he had just said, hey, I mean, look, he started his brand based on his infidelity in the past. So if we know that's how he started his brand, people will continue to follow that to see the struggles. And here's the thing. Being real and transparent in these kinds of situations helps other people who might have fallen off of the faithful wagon to understand that it's not a straight road to faithfulness. It's like a little windy every now and then. Just, I mean, I just feel like it, he would have been so much more impactful if he were just honest. That's it. Some people don't have that in them. All right, Janine. So let's talk through some scenarios to help our listeners that are also going through some situations. Okay. Nicole and Janine, what should I do in this situation? I met my husband of now four years on an online dating app. Things seem perfect. We dated for 13 months, got engaged, and then married 10 months later. It was a whirlwind fairy tale to me. I'm American and he's Nigerian, so the first year of our marriage we spent in Nigeria. He owns a water bottling company there, but I begged him to relocate back to the States and he agreed. When we first got home, I have to admit that I cheated with my ex-boyfriend. I was tipsy and happy to see him. It only happened once, but a few weeks later, I found out I was pregnant. I admitted the infidelity to my husband because I needed him to know I wasn't sure about the paternity. He forgave me and chose to love our son as his own. A year later, my husband and I were going through a lot. We were arguing all the time, and I eventually ended up kicking him out of the house. No, he wasn't abusive, but we just were not seeing eye to eye at that time. We were apart for about four months, but he consistently spent time with our son. We are now back together. But now when I asked if he had been with someone else, he said yes twice. But it, it was when we weren't talking and not serious. And obviously I had asked for a divorce. Weeks later, my strange sister wanted to meet up. I hadn't spoken or seen her in 10 years. Apparently, she wanted me to know that she had slept with my husband. She knew it was my husband after she slept with him the first time because of my picture in his phone. This didn't stop her from sleeping with him again. Now she says they're in love. I confronted my husband when he got home and showed him a picture of my estranged sister. He admitted that he had slept with her, but had no idea it was my sister. He said once he called things off, she was angry with him and started calling him five to six times a day, but he blocked her and hadn't heard from her since that time. Ladies, I'm not sure what to do. On one side, I believe he didn't know she was my sister. No one in my family talks with her after she had our parents' home repossessed because she took out a faulty home loan. But I can't believe my husband cheated. And with my sister, what would you do if you were me? I think that we just 
wrap all this up and throw it all away. Husband, sister, all of it. What? I would. It's a mess. You don't know who to trust because your your husband, you don't know if he's telling the truth. Your sister was clearly estranged. She has a history of questionable behavior. First, we're not going to trust the sister. Let's just start off there. We're not trusting the sister because one, she was estranged because she was taking out faulty home loans. So we kind of just assume that she's not really the most upstanding, honest person. So let's get rid of her. Second, I don't know about this because... I don't really know how the the sibling interactions work very well. But Nicole, would you want to continue to sleep with someone that has slept with your sister? Well, my thing is, by now you probably have slept with them. You know, you've slept y'all back together. So, but now that you know, would you continue to do it? Listen, listen, marriages are complicated and you have to live with the decisions that you made. First off, y'all need counseling. So I do think that this is preparable, but you definitely need counseling because you don't know who to trust. But nothing in this situation has told me that this man is not trustworthy. You ask him if he had had sex with somebody else. He said, yes, you ask for a divorce and kick him out. So of course he may engage in another relationship. Y'all are separated. So I don't blame him for that. He did not know it was your sister. Now, if there's a way that he did meet your sister or you got pictures laying around the house your parents got pictures laying around the house okay i could see that he he was like okay i knew this was your sister and i slept with her anyway but it seems like nobody's talking to the sister the sister is trifling and scandalous and almost got your parents house repossessed or maybe did get your parents house repossessed so nobody has pictures laying around of her so she is not a part of the family anymore because she's shady and i'm not saying that she will never be a part of the family but it seems like she's doing things to basically be hurtful. She knew that it was your husband. She slept with him again. She saw the pictures of you in his phone. Now, why she was going through his phone, I don't know. But she saw the pictures of you. She did it anyway. So to me, that was malicious. He didn't do anything malicious. He is just kicked out, living his best life. He thinks you've asked for a divorce. Janine, if if, if your husband asked for a divorce from you, you, you're not going to be in another relationship ever? Oh, no, I would be. Come on now. So, I mean, I don't blame him for being in another relationship. And how was he to know that it's your sister? She wasn't at the wedding. You haven't talked to her in over 10 years. Y'all have only been married four years. Like, I don't blame but him for Nicole, that. But, Nicole, whatever it is that you asked for that divorce for, let's keep that same energy. I just yeah, think this is so energy, messy at this point. And let and, me tell you, I, in my marriage, have had several times that I've been like, I can't deal with this. Mm-hmm. And I think everybody has in their marriage. I was about to say, always, that's a common occurrence in marriage. Right. So some people, I mean, they they take these, you said the winding road, right? Mm-hmm. And they can be a part. I think that this man, I think that when you are first starting a marriage, it can be difficult, right? It can be difficult to navigate. Mm-hmm. And if you guys broke up because you weren't on the same page, maybe you had communication issues because you, you said he, he wasn't hurtful to you. He didn't, he didn't hit you or anything, right? then you've worked on your issues and now you're back together. So now you're good. But now somebody from the past who's probably jealous because she knows that the other person is you and she don't like you because she's estranged from the family. He's She's trying to stalk your husband and trying to make your life as miserable as her life. I wouldn't give that. Even my sister, I wouldn't give that kind of power. Now, if you slept with my sister and you knew that was my sister, that would be a problem. Or if you slept with my sister and you lied about it, that would be a problem. But this man forgave you for sleeping with your ex-boyfriend. And this kid that he's raising probably ain't his kid. Let's be clear. He forgave you. You can't forgive him. It's something about my family, though. I don't know. As a man. Honestly, I I don't don't know know that I can get past it. 
I don't know if I could get past not knowing whose child is sleeping in my house. You're right. I don't know that I would. And this is why I said, why don't we just package this all up and let's leave the hurt where it is and go our separate ways? Why? Why? If you're in love and you guys have made up, why let somebody else who is not really a part of your family anymore come in and, and break the walls down? Why? I would tell that couple, you need to stick together, go to the counseling, overcome this because you've already overcome it. You've already overcame it. There's no reason that you should let somebody from the past when y'all were not together come in and break up your world, especially with somebody that's honorable enough to say, I am going to overlook your transgressions and I'm going to forgive you and move on and I'm going to raise this child like it's my own and I'm not going to hold that over your head. Come on now. You can't, you can't have a double standard. You want forgiveness, but you can't forgive. I'm not saying that it should be a double standard. That's why I think that it should just, we should just separate and move on because in my mind, Nicole, if it were me, I know that personally, I would just never be able to overcome the fact that you slept with my sister. Even if I am quote unquote in love with you, I would never a hundred percent be able to forgive and get past that. And I don't think that that's a healthy foundation to rebuild a, a marriage on. That's just me. If I have some sort of resentment in the back of my mind, what kind of foundation is that for a marriage? What, what, where's the marriage going to go? It's going to need, it's going to need counseling because you gotta, you gotta realize like the foundation already has cracks in it. You already got this love child that Probably based on what she's saying, based on the timing, it probably is not his child. And so you already got a foundation with cracks in it mm-hmm. and he can overlook and forgive that. Y'all can counsel your way through that, but you can't counsel your way through somebody that's been asked for a divorce who probably was depressed and moved on temporarily. And then you decided to rekindle y'all a good. And then the person gonna come back to me. That's almost like she sought him out just to tear your family down. So why let her tear your family down? Why? So you're coming from the perspective of, I'm not going to let the sister win. No, I'm not going to let the sister win. Mm -hmm. I could see if they were having in a relationship now, like, oh, I'm cheating with your man and he really wants me and not you. But he's not, he didn't block you. He don't want to talk to you. And he didn't even know that you were the sister. It's not like he blocked you because he found out, oh, this is my wife's sister. I'm going to get found out. No, he had no idea. He been blocked her. She got mad and decided to go, hey, I haven't talked to this girl in 10 years, but I'm going to tell her that I'm sleeping with her husband so that she can leave her husband and then I can be with him. No, 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 no. Yeah, I think that this is a complicated situation. It is. I think that you definitely need to go to counseling. I'm not here to say you can or cannot work through it because I don't know how he treats you and how you treat him or how your relationship is right now. But if you're telling me y'all got back together, y'all were good. And this person came back along to bring up old news. Then I think that you should go to counseling. You know that she can't be trusted. You don't know what extra she's telling you. He at least told you the truth when you ask him and said, well, yeah, I did sleep with somebody else. Yeah, you're right. He told you that before you even the sister even came back around. Yeah, so you're right. Don't 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 drag this man through the mud. I mean, he could have drug you through the mud when you cheated before and end up with a love child. Let's be clear. And he didn't, 
And now you're about to break up your family and break up your household, have your child in a, a in a, a fatherless marriage because your scallywag sister who you know you can't trust is is out there wilding and happen to seek out your husband and sleep with him. I'm just saying, that's yeah. crazy. Now, if you, for real, like if it's causing disdain in your marriage, you go to counseling and you, it, it's not working. Okay, that's fine. But I think that this is fixable because I haven't seen anything that you've said. Now, obviously I don't know his side and we don't know any other details besides what you've given us. But from what you've said, he hasn't done anything that's not trustworthy. Nothing. You have been the person that has been vindictive. You had the love child. You stepped out. I understand, Nicole. I understand what you're saying. I'm just saying for me, I would just it it's just too much emotional baggage that I feel like would continue to surface its ugly head. Okay, then what happens next, right? They split up, then they gotta go get a paternity test to prove who's the father. Yeah, it's messy. It's super messy. I never said that it wasn't to keep it together. Mm. Then then what happens if he's not the father? Then you go and Seeking out who the father is. You got the child that's going to be super confused. I mean, it's just, there's a lot of pieces that are involved in this. And this is why people should not cheat. This right here is exactly why. Because now it's way too many people involved. It's way too many lives that have shifted for a couple moments of pleasure. It just sounds crazy to me. Friend of the podcast, we hope that you work through this and go to counseling and keep your marriage together. But girl, you are a better woman than me because this is, this would really be an emotional struggle for me. It really would be. I don't know that I would have the strength to continue on with a marriage like this, knowing that you had slept with my sister. That's just me. Yeah. I just, we're going to agree to disagree on this one, Johnny, Mm -hmm. because my thing is, you can't be out here wilding and expect for somebody to forgive you and you have a whole nother child. But then when he's honest, after you kicked him out, when he's honest and he unknowingly has sex with your sister, then, oh, you can't, that's unforgivable. The hypocrisy is all I got to say. I'm just saying, I'm I'm going to live in my hypocrisy. We should definitely poll the listeners. Like, what do you think? I mean, think about the whole scenario that we would just went over, like- would you say or would you go? Okay, so here's here's my letter. Hi, ladies. I'm writing from Homewood because I'm truly at a loss. My husband and I have been together for 16 years, married for 12, and we have six children. I've caught my husband cheating several times. Each time, it was while I was pregnant. While I don't excuse the cheating, I understand why it happens. I have extremely difficult pregnancies and usually end up on bed rest somewhere around 20 weeks. Therefore, I am not able to have sex. So my husband goes and finds it elsewhere. To my knowledge, each of the instances has been with a different woman and the affairs end when I'm back in action. He's been very open about it. So I've been able to overlook the infidelity and forgive him. However, recently I found out from my sister that my husband had an affair with my mother when I was pregnant with our sixth child. I don't even know how to address this situation. My mother has since passed away, so I can't address it with her. I don't know how to handle this. I feel like my husband and children are all I have left, and I don't want to ruin that. Please help me make sense of this. Listen, I... (sighs) 
abuse, infidelity is very common during pregnancy. Like that's what I do for a living. I feel like I counsel, I should be a social worker slash behavioral health expert because I counsel so many people during their pregnancy about people um, cheating. Okay. Let's be it clear. Because if, if you're a high risk pregnancy and I'm seeing you, you have issues with bleeding or your cervix shortening or your increased risk for preterm labor, I'm going to tell you not to have sex, right? And so that that can lead to some men thinking that they should get it from somewhere else. But that is not an excuse for cheating. So whoever this listener is, she needs to understand that. I feel like she's trying to justify because she's like, I understand why, because I was out of pocket. That's not a justification. When you are married, if you're not having sex, then they're not having sex. Period. So just because you are pregnant, you are growing life, you are carrying his child and he can't wait a couple months or use a, listen, the party that we were on last night, you can buy you some toys. Use a helping hand, okay? And do things other way. There are other spots that can be penetrated. There are other types of orgasms that you can have. Have some of those, okay? It doesn't mean you have to lose all intimacy in your relationship. It just means that you cannot have sexual intercourse via the vagina. So the fact that you get pregnant and he goes to cheat to me tell is not just is not excuse because there's other ways to be intimate and other ways to make your husband have an orgasm i'm just saying so this take your mom off the table so that's what i would do because your mom is resting and let her rest in peace you don't know if this is true or not it's hearsay at this point so you you gotta take her off the table so even if your mom is off the table it still brings up the fact that he's cheated on you with every pregnancy Get at least him, six sis. times at least six Get rid times. of him he's gonna cheat He's going to cheat now. Now, to me, you've probably been pregnant. How long they've been married again, Janine? 12, 12 years. years. So that means literally every other year you have been pregnant and he's cheated on you every other year. I wonder if it's with the same person. That's what I'm wondering. Well, That's she true. said to her knowledge that each instance was with a different, different woman. Yeah, but you can't believe that either. And right. now that you are done having children, nine times out of 10, give him another year. He'll cheat again because it's not about you being pregnant. It's not about you being pregnant. It's about him wanting sex from other women because he could have suggested other ways to be creative. Okay, He is a cheater. Not every man cheats when their wife becomes pregnant. That is contrary to belief. Okay, Not every man does that. I wish my husband would. That'd be enough for me to stab him. I said what I said. So uh, yes, yeah, you got to get rid of him. He's trifling. He's trifling. I hope he got a good job because he's going to be paying a whole bunch of child support and some alimony. But I would get rid of him. Your children are what you have. That relationship with your husband is not healthy. It's not. And I, and I agree with you on this one. I feel like she might need to work on her little self-esteem a little bit because... Mm -hmm. As you said, it sounds like you're justifying this. Like, it really sounds like you are justifying your husband cheating on you while you are risking literally your life to bring life into this world for him. He's out here disrespecting you. And I don't understand that. I don't understand. I don't understand how you got to the point of justifying his disrespect to you, your marriage, and even your children at this point, because you all have six kids together. In the letter, you kind of say, you know, each instance was with a different woman as if somehow him not forming some kind of, I'm assuming that you put it in here because you were saying that he wasn't forming an emotional connection with these women. I don't care whether he's forming an emotional connection or not, or if it's just a physical, a physical connection. This isn't okay. It's just not okay. You cannot just allow him to be out here being reckless 
with you all's marriage and it's not healthy or safe. I'm praying that he's out here using protection, but even with protection, that's not a hundred percent fail proof. Let's not be okay with him just dipping and dabbing in every which hole and then coming back to you when you finish being pregnant after you've given life. I'm I'm just not going to be okay with this. And since you deserve better, you deserve, this you a hundred percent deserve better. This is how people end up with HIV and pregnancy. And they're like, what? I'm HIV positive. And then they're looking at their husband like, what are you HIV positive? And they're like, I'm not HIV positive. And just because they haven't gotten tested, I've seen that happen too. There are so many toys and gadgets you can bring into the bedroom. Like, I'm so glad I gained this knowledge last night. <laughs> Because get yourself a helping hand. Like this is not an excuse for you to step out on your marriage. And who is watching the kids while you stepping out? You got her walling around pregnant with five other kids. Who babysitting? You going to leave her at home by herself with those kids while you out go out and have a good time? Oh no, we both made these kids. We both going to keep these kids. And mm-hmm. sis, I hope that you, well, I don't hope. If you want to have more kids, then please have them. But can we not have them with this dude? This is a lot of kids to deal with, with this man who every time I feel like he might intentionally be getting you pregnant so that he can give himself an excuse to cheat again. That's what I feel like is happening. He knows that if he gets you pregnant, you'll overlook the fact that he's cheating. So he just keeps getting you pregnant. Did you ever think of that? Right. And the more kids she has, the less likely she will be to leave. Very true. Better lawyer up, get you a lawyer and get out of there. All right, Janine, that was like an emotional roller coaster for me. What did you learn new this week? So this is actually really interesting. And I got this from Ted.com. So mate poaching is a trend. And 60% of men and 53% of women admitted to mate poaching at some point in their life. And for those who don't know what mate poaching is, mate poaching is when you try to woo an individual away from their committed relationship to begin a relationship with you. Not only is that those are the statistics for the United States, not only is mate poaching a trend in the U.S., but it's also a trend in 30 other countries. So people are out here mate poaching. Trying to get with people's husbands and wives. Scandalous. There's enough single people out here to go around. I'm just saying. There really are. All right. So what I learned, one, um, about the difference between infidelity and divorce rates in same-sex couples versus heterosexual couples. And I found that it doesn't matter if you're in a male-to-male relationship, female-to-female relationship, you have higher divorce rates than heterosexual couples, which I thought was astonishing because the divorce rates, which we talked about last week, are already like super high, 41% um, for first-time married people. And I think we said 60% if it's your second time. Um, So imagine if you're in a same-sex relationship, your rates of dissolution are much higher with male-to-male rates being the highest. That's sad. But it doesn't mean that you can't work, but you have to work a little bit harder because you have societal stressors mm-hmm. um, that are compounding that, which is why you have a higher dissolution rate than uh, heterosexual couples. I guess that makes sense. All right. So the motivational moment for this week comes from Pastor Donald Bright. And he said, divorce is in the heart. It's not on paper. The paper is just a formality. So make sure you do the work. Don't just make decisions because you're embarrassed. Make sure you're ready to move on before you do so permanently. But remember, for you to stay, you must feel the value that you're worth. Until we meet again. Pray, work, slay. And show off your melanated excellence. Bye. Bye. 
Oh That's Deep Black Women Conversations is produced by Nicole Lee Plenty and Janine Brunson Johnson. Executive producer, Ken Johnson. Get the Oh That's Deep Black Women Conversation podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, or where you get your podcasts. Please subscribe and rate us. You can follow Oh That's Deep Black Women Conversations on IG at Oh That's Deep BWC. Oh That's Deep Black Women Conversations is a mean old lion media production. Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware.